they described it as the strongest frame in all of the game. If you guys know the game, I mean, I think the whole idea of pickup artistry is kind of evolving nowadays. It's becoming much more spiritual. Welcome to the Better Man Podcast with Ivan and Sumer. Welcome back to the Better Man Podcast with Ivan and Sumed. How are you guys doing? How are you guys doing? It's been a namaskaram, while. Namaskaram, namaskaram. Welcome back. Uh, which that means good night in Turkish. Why do you people good night, bro? Started. Because this fucking episode is about to fucking knock out your reality. You're going to go oh, to fucking sleep. You know that old reality? It's going night night. It's going night night. <laughs> <laughs> True, man. True, man. Bro, I just went through a freaking cyclone, like, up in here. Like, it was wild. Damn. It was really... Yeah, so I couldn't be there for the last interview, which was a great, great podcast. You guys should check that out. Rainier Wild. And, yeah, man, there was, like, water coming in through the windows. Like, <laughs> so wild. Like, Bro, that, that totally sucks. But I feel like you're going to use it for your dad frame later in the future. <laughs> True. Once like, upon a time. <laughs> you're going to tell a story. You're going to be sitting there. You're going to be telling a story. You're going to be like, I survived the fucking, the, the water coming in. Like, like you, you'll, you'll paint this, you'll paint this picture where it's like, we did not know if our entire floor was going to drown. <laughs> and the water it filled up all of the rooms high up in the 14th floor and it flooded it and it washed all the water down the stairs filling all the other rooms yeah people like some some people you know they were scared but not me you know i i got a canoe and i I, I went in the stairs and I, I used it as a slide. Yeah. Flow is arc. <laughs> Flow is arc, God. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah so, so uh, Sumed. Sumed's got this thing called dad bod. I mean, no, he's, he's dad frame. <laughs> he's got a dad bod, too. He's got a dad bod, too. But... <laughs> um, but um, a dad frame. Right. So I was recently reading this book called Dad Frame. I don't know the guy's name. I think it's Walter something. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really interesting book because it introduces this concept of dad frame. And what dad frame is essentially, it's like a role that you put on um, during you know, interacting with a woman. So it's basically like a role play. It's a game. It's a mindset shift. And yeah, it was just really interesting because they it described it as the strongest frame in all of the game. If you guys know the game, I mean, I think the whole idea of pickup artistry is kind of evolving nowadays. It's becoming much more spiritual and more about like male-female dynamics. Mm-hmm. You say that? Yeah, I would definitely say so because 
Um, I mean, the mystery method, although it was successful and it helped so many people understand, it's very robotic. And a lot of people have mentioned that. And not everyone, you know, feels comfortable doing canned canned lines. And yeah, I mean, it just it takes out all, all the fun out of it. You know, the, the sporadicness of the moment, the beautiful, the femininity yeah. of the moment, the creation. And, oh. and it, it's just it's like. You're attracting a certain kind of woman at that point, you know, with that, with that specific skill set, right? Uh, and for me, my style of, uh, you know, they call it game, um, you know, and you can basically say that game is the way that you play in this reality, right? And are you winning that game or are you losing that game? right so how are you playing in this reality and i i'm the kind of person that um i just i, I like to talk about what the like spiritual shit evolution consciousness fucking you know that shit and i'm like the way you know the fucking they taught game it doesn't it doesn't work for me yeah yeah it's good as sort of like kind of like training wheels like when you when you have training wheels on a bike but then you take it off and then you start riding it by yourself so i think yeah the mystery method kind of set that up which is great to have that kind of you know framework for evolutionary psychology and all this kind of stuff that you know eric von markovich <laughs> that's his name i think mystery um that he set out you know so yeah it's it was a good starting point but now things are definitely evolving and there's a lot of like you know, new types of people in the game, quote unquote. Um, and yeah, this is a really interesting type of frame, man, because I feel like once you try this out, like this bad frame, once you have somebody there that plays along with this, it means that she's essentially stepped into your frame, right? So that means you have kind of this, this sense of a leadership role, this kind of position where you're you're a man who's treating the woman like your daughter, right? So that's kind of the basic idea of it. And a lot of women didn't have like a strong father figure growing up, you know? So dad frame has no certain age, you know? And if you think you're a young guy and the woman that you're trying to, you know, seduce is older than you, you want to incorporate this kind of frame as if you become even more older, even more refined. Like you imagine yourself Envision yourself as an older man, essentially. Um, much more mature, much more refined. So, and also it's like incorporating like fatherly characteristics, you know, like protectiveness, not taking her bullshit. Um, yeah, all sorts of things like nicknames, so this kind of stuff. Yeah, that totally. I mean, I feel like maybe some people freaked out whenever you said that you act like her dad. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I have to, I think it's important to clear, clear this up that yeah. women, when they're looking for a man, they're looking for someone that's, if they had a really good dad, they want somebody like that. Right? Yeah. yeah. But very much, they're going to want somebody that's even better than that, right? Even better than that, right? You know, oh. she wants to take on new, um, new values, 
right? New yeah. things, things that are, that are more important now. You want to go up in life, right? And I mean, like, let's just say, like, like, like there are girls that, that grew up in, like, you know, mil- with millionaire dads, right? Um, They're going to want somebody that's, that's you know, a very much a, a, a high a high stakes person. Maybe that's not the word I'm looking for, but um, someone who, who's living, living life large, right? Yeah. You know, the reason that a lot of girls end up dating the same douchebag guy, kind of guy is because they keep coming back to what is familiar, right? Oh. What is familiar to you, right? And, and that just depends on who your, your father was, who, the, who was the male figure showing you right so showing you the ropes because women their their mind is like woo yeah crazy sad <laughs> happy cry mad you know right <laughs> yeah they're very we um and, and men are very are very like oh uh, 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 like boxes right like this is even proven in memory like the reason that that women will bring up some shit from the fucking, <laughs> they'll bring something up is because, for them their memory is like a string, right? It's like a continuous, a little ball of yarn that's continuously growing, right? But men, oh. our brains, we car- compartmentalize the world, right? Yeah. Here's like relationships. Here's like finances. Here is like the the house, right? Here is like the dog. Here's like you know, the car paint, car payments, like, it's like everything is inside boxes. Here's fashion, right? Here's art, right? It's, it's, a, it's like boom, 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 boom. It's all together, like in different boxes. But for women, it's all like one continuous thing. So that's what men do in women's life. We create structure in which their weeness grows around. It's like, oh my gosh, I just got it. It's like, it's like a house, right? You built, you, the man builds this really nice house, right and then you got these like branches right the ones that grow that grow up like those vines like those like i just feel like italian style you know these vines growing up they got there that's what the that's what it is that's the the nature of growing around the house around the structure yeah 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 (laughs) you know i what i imagine when you're saying the string thing bro what was going through my brain was like the ouroboros like the snake eating its own tail (laughs) for some reason and like mm. it's weird to imagine because it's like the same guy who like came up with the benzene molecule right he saw this image of the snake or whatever to like think of this molecule and like how we randomly have just images like pop into our head of what we've been reading or we've been seeing or seeing in our dreams and randomly they just come up like <laughs> so mm. i kind of lost what you were saying back then about the vines but um, but you were talking about like how men compartmentalize, right? Like how we have like different, like a spatial organization, right? We have like our home and the home life and then we have our work life. We sort of just keep it separately. Whereas women are sort of, uh, cluster it all together. You're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of like how guys, want to experience this kind of pure consciousness or this kind of like ego death almost it's like a guy would be happy to get blackout drunk for instance right whereas a woman would drink to have much more femininity much more 
looseness or not looseness i wouldn't say that but it's it's like more fun you know it's more flirty it's more like we again right so even the different tasks that we give ourselves has a different kind of way that we see it and the same with like if a man goes to, and I was reading this in uh, David Data's book, Enlightened Sex, um, he was saying that like men want to go to Hawaii to experience feminine energy of the trees moving, right? The hula, the aloha kind of culture, right? Of the feminine. Whereas a woman who would like crave the masculine, she would like go to New York and the busy hustle mentality of like, you know, going forward in the world. So she's actually craving that masculine energy through the environment itself, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was very interesting. How environments can also hold a very like, you know, essence. Mm. That's cool. Actually, me and my girlfriend we're gonna move to Hawaii like probably next year. That's for a while. Awesome. Yeah, dude. Hawaii. We're gonna... <laughs> um, cause cause coconuts, papayas, watermelons, tropical right. life. Tropical, yeah. We're going to have a kid and shit. Um, and then, um, I, I, so actually, um, when it comes to, to girls drinking, I think it has to do more so for less control, right? The, the act of less control is more feminine, right? It's like, it's like the ocean, right? The ocean, it's got emotion, it's got a direction, but it's not really something that, that is like, you know, it's got a lot of direction, a lot of like structure to the ocean. The ocean's like, you know, big old waves, little waves, especially like in the middle of the ocean. For men, I think we, we drink more for courage. They're aiming to, to, to be able to be more free, you know, in a way more feminine and be, be more themselves, right? But also be able to be a bit, I guess it is very similar as, as to reasons why people drink, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. I just feel like for men, they want to experience that pure consciousness of zoning out. You know what I mean? Just like being able to be in that silence or not be in that kind of Mm. emotion. You know what I mean? Mm. I get what you're saying now. I get what you're saying now. Yeah, like those those guys that get blackout drunk, it's very similar to to Zen masters whenever they they just fucking go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Totally silent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a, yeah, it's just like a cheat code way of trying to get there. You know, it's like getting to that Zen state. And actually, some people, you know, compare the state of drunkenness to a state of that kind of bliss in terms of Zen. So I totally get that. Um, but yeah, so basically, like, in terms of this dad frame, you know, I was just thinking, thinking like, there must be some kind of a reason why we have like these, you know, especially in the in pornography, like you have these incest and stepdad and all this kind of stuff, you know, being popular, popularized. And I think it's because of this repressed energy. Um, because in regular life, a woman is suppressed to bring down her inner child in a lot of situations. It's like she's taught to, you know, look after the home life or like not being able to bring that play. And especially like some people could see that as like maybe promiscuous or something, but it's not like 
it never comes out, you know, in real life, that kind of having her inner child come out and play. So when you were stepping into that frame, you were giving her permission to be your inner child again. I mean, access that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that safety of, of whatever she expresses, whatever she's going through, you're going to be there no matter what. You're going to be able to, to embrace all of her. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. I feel that. I, you know, something that came to mind thinking about that frame was um, let me see, let me remember. Something came up. Um, I distracted myself like analyzing what you said. Like, <laughs> I think it had to do you're with your consciousness, yeah. Oh, I got it. Um, so I began understanding like this chakra imbalance and like a root chakra imbalance and a crave for sex, right? Mm. A lot of guys, their biggest struggle is like, is like I, I mentioned this in the, in the previous podcast. They'll say things like, how do I talk to a girl? Yeah. Like, like okay, you just do. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just do, right? But see, this, because what's happening is they'll go in and all they're thinking about is, oh, she's hot, I want to fuck her. Oh, she's hot, I want to fuck her. Oh, my gosh, her tits. Oh, my gosh, her hair. Oh, my gosh, look at her skin, right? They're, like, it's just like this, this constant sexualization of what they are witnessing, right? In a, in a, in a perverted way, you could say, you know, a, a, let's just say in a rapey way, in a, oh, in yeah, a unbalanced masculine way, where it's, yeah. it's just like, all, it's like you're in survival mode, you know, in survival mode, like an animal is like sex, 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 right? So they're living in a, their, their root chakra is in a state of survival mode, right? Yeah. And I'm looking at my clock right now, and it says 11:33 because I'm fucking spot on with this shit. Um, <laughs> and when we shift into into you know dad frame, right, that can help a lot of people. That that can definitely help so many men that are struggling with 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 this because because like take a moment, bro, and just stop thinking about sex. Like take a like, yeah, sure you want to fuck it. Yeah, sure you want to fuck it. Okay, cool, right. That that's that should be more like. That should be more like I don't know. I want to say like the bigger goal, right? And yeah. and um and we should have smaller goals. It's like the way to get to a big goal is to have like to get like smaller goals in between, right? Oh. And I, I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't say having sex is the ultimate goal, either. But I'd say it's a bigger goal. It's not something that should be you should aim for directly. It's like. You're not going to have sex with someone as soon as you fucking see them. Oh. Right? God. So, yeah. You need to take your mind away from the sex, right? And focus it into, into how to be in a perpetual state, in, in, a, in a perpetual state of positive energy that attracts somebody that's going to want to have sex with you. Right? Now, look, listen very closely, everyone. Because what I'm saying, you could also apply it in your money. So many people are thinking how 
money, 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 money. How can I get the money? How can I get more money, more money, more money, millions, millions. I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Right. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Right. When we could be thinking instead, what problem do I got to solve to get that money? How many people do I have to help to get that money? Right. You have to think of the in-between steps, right? You're yeah. stuck on the big goal. You got to get in the, into the in-between steps. So what are some in-between steps, right? Just being, just being a kind person, right? Kindness yeah. is attractive. Kindness is beautiful, right? Well, yeah. What's another thing? Um, having having uh, boundaries for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Having strong boundaries for yourself. Like, like the dad, he's not going to take the daughter's bullshit, right? Yeah, exactly. He's going to be there for her, right? He's going he's gonna to help her out, right? Whatever she needs, he's going to always, he's always going to be there with her. He'll call her randomly, right? Look, watch, I swear, women, I swear, women love when you do this, right? Call them up randomly. Hey, how are you doing? Just want to check on you. How are you feeling? How's your day going? Yeah, like right? that. They'll be, they'll be like, what? Like, this is so random, but this is so nice, right? That, that's what a dad would do. Right. You're so right about that, yeah. It's like not like he would, a dad wouldn't like send, you know, 1200 emojis and like a random, like he wouldn't be able to use that technology. You know what I mean? Like he'd just be like, what the heck? He wouldn't know what a meme is, you know? he just call straight up. He would just call and he'd be like, are you okay? Like, are you safe? You know what I mean? Like that kind of mentality. And it's so true. Like if a little girl is throwing a tantrum, for instance, a dad isn't going to get phased by that, right? He isn't going to drop everything that he's doing and like suddenly like, you know, worry about her like not being able to watch Polly Pocket or whatever, right? <laughs> I don't know, I can't think of a random example like that, but like if she were your daughter, right? Let's say the woman that you're meeting, like if you envision her as your actual daughter, would you put up with her like gorging on donuts all day? You know what I mean? Like, would you put up with her like constantly watching TV and missing the dentist appointment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't put up with that. So similarly, like she wants that value from you of like, are you caring about her? Right, in that way. And I think that's an important element of dad playing that a lot of people are missing out on as well. That's so it's true, like, that's, uh, that's so true. You know, because my girlfriend, after being with me for all these months, She's prettier. She's more attractive. She's more intelligent, right? She's more spiritual. She knows herself more, right? She's more on her purpose, right? Like she's working out more. She's physically she's doing, she's doing workouts because she's like, well, I have to stay, I have to get, I have to be really attractive, you know, from, from my, from my, my boyfriend. Like he, 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 it's important for us. It's important for him. Right. And like, she knows also like recently she started up this page called the health masters. Right, which is a, another branch of my of my parent company, uh, Life Master. Yeah, dad frame. Um, <laughs> um, and then like she's been she's been busy with doing forex and stuff like that, and she hasn't really been too much into like the health stuff and helping people with the health journey. Uh, which is part of her journey because it's part very important to her purpose of course making the money um you know the trading is also important um so that we could you know do whatever we want whenever we want 
um, with all the resources that we need. But what happened was, look, I said, look, this is what you're going to do. You're going to open up a page called Health Masters. I was on the phone with her. She's like, okay, okay. And, and, and she's like creating the page. And I was like, and I was like, and then you're going to connect it to Facebook, right? And you're going to make it a, a, a business page, right? And she's like, okay, okay, okay. And then, and then later she said, like, you know, I've been, uh, this is something that I've wanted to do, but I haven't been doing it because I'm, you know, because I'm busy, but I'm doing it now because, because Ivan said so, right? Because I said so, because I told her to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's an important element of, the, of this frame too. It's like you inspire that other person to bring out elements that they know are there, but they're dormant or they're latent. Right. And yeah, that, that's a great example that you just gave in your own life. I think that, you know, a lot of people, I think they alternate between love and, you know, attention and like a slight disapproval for somebody, you know, it's important to give her what she needs, not only what she wants. That's a huge element of that thing too. And if she's like, you know, do you think you're my father? You can be like, don't go questioning our relationship, little girl. You know, like, you know, it's got to be like a role play. You can't take this thing serious, right? Don't actually try to pretend to be somebody's dad. That's kind of weird. But it's the mentality, mm. <laughs> right? It's the mentality behind it. It's like daddy's home, you know, like big daddy energy. Mm. Actually, I did tell my girlfriend that I'm, I am her dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Father Ivan. <laughs> it's like, it's that kind of mentality that's like, don't worry, like everything's going to be okay. Because the dad knows that, right? In the back of his mind, he's like, I know everything's going to be okay. And when a woman's like, you know, hyper or whatever, it's like, no more sugar for you. <laughs> you know <laughs> You know, and it also comes comes to what I'm seeing as I'm going to figure it out no matter what, right? Yeah, I remember this episode of the, the, what is that? How I Met Your Mother. I don't know if you ever watched that show. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, Marshall's dad died, right? And he went back to to, to be with his mom. And, and he was, he was just feeling like a bit lost and, you know, at that time. And, and then he was re reminiscing on, on his dad and how he, he was driving in the night. Right. And you couldn't really see that much far ahead. Right. Um, but dad was still driving and he somehow managed to get everybody home. And in that, in that episode, he contacted his, his dad, you know, as like his spirit self, I think. And and the dad said, I, I never knew what was coming next. I just, I always knew what was right there. And I, and I didn't, I didn't know how to fully get there, but I knew that I wanted to get you guys home. And I think that's so important, especially when it comes your, your, your girlfriend, um, your wife, your, your girlfriends, they all need to know your, I mean, your mom, your, your fucking the people that every, every single person that is around you needs to know that no matter what, you're going to find a way to get everyone 
to a higher level, to a, a higher intelligence, to, to more money, to more safety, right? Everybody needs to know this. Yeah. Yeah, so true. And you know, a lot of people think that the answer is to be, like for a lot of people think that the answer to dad frame is just to be a tougher dad but you also must allow yourself to be a vulnerable dad, right? Because it's like the tougher dad is just spikier. You know what I mean? It's like they both believe that the secret to happiness is to be harder. The woman does in certain relationships and the man does in certain relationships, right? And there is that aspect of toughness in terms of protection, like this kind of tough love. I call it like carefrontation, right? You want to be confrontational with care. It's like, <laughs> you're like a, you're like a loving interruption, right? You're not just having boundaries without any care. It's like a caring boundary or a caring um, sense of protection. And I think that's what really makes the dad framework even better is if you're able to like keep this sense of vulnerability like you know because because what do dads do that they're good listeners as well right it's like when they're when the daughter is like i don't know i don't have a daughter you know i'm, I'm just speaking from what i know in terms of like culture and, and like people i've seen and people have coached is that through that kind of relationship in the background it's like the sense of like the dad is listening and sometimes maybe he's pretending to listen you know but let's say the daughter comes home and she's like Oh my God, you won't believe what happened at school today. Sally said this and this boy really liked it. They're like, yeah, uh-huh. And what else? Uh-huh. It's like he's listening and he's kind of affirming to her that like, you're allowed to vent, you know, you're allowed to um, express yourself to me. And I'm here to hold that space for you, for you to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, yo, I mean... Like one image that came to my mind right now was like, like certain dads, certain, not even just say dads, just say in general people, they'll be doing something else, right? While, while they're listening, right? Mm. They're like watching, they're like watch, reading the newspaper or watching a game or something. Um, and they're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm listening, uh-huh, right? they're not actually they're listening but they're not being present and what that person needs is to be observed to be like all of their attention all of the attention be on, on them in that moment yeah yeah i was reading this book indistractability when they said the opposite of distraction is traction Right, so distraction like pulls you away from your intent and traction is pulling you towards your intent. So if you intended on doing something and it pulls you away, like some random other thing, that's distraction. But if you decided on doing it, like if you decide to play video games, that's not a distraction, right? That's an intention that you've set. So that's attraction. You're going towards it more. So you want to be like set yourself different boundaries and things that you say you're going to do and do them in that time that you say that you're going to do them. Because I see a lot of people, especially in the, in the people that I coach, it's like they say they're going to do something and then they do the opposite. It's kind of this 
hypocrite nature, right? It's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to the gym today. You end up playing like Warcraft or something. Like, okay, like, <laughs> but you set it out into the universe and that's 1% down on your self-esteem that day, right? It feels like, oh man, I just got distracted. But it's also like, it's bigger than that, right? So what a lot of guys have to notice is like, you might be pretending to listen but the benefits of truly like listening, like it is so monumental, right? Then just going, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. It's like the, the head nod, right? With just like, yeah, I think I'm like, uh, all right. Yeah, you know, and, and the thing is, if you can't even listen to somebody else with it, all of your presence, that just shows how deeply you can listen to even your own thoughts fully present, fully listen to all of your thoughts. Because if you can't do it for somebody else, how could you be mindful of your own ideas? You can't, you literally can't. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And you know, the, the other day I was reading a little bit about like, you know, Vedic philosophy and basically how the Hindus think of meditation is very different from the Western way of thinking. Because Marcus Aurelius or Descartes, like these people, they talked about meditations as in thinking or, you know, thinking about doing something or thinking about reflecting. But meditation is just the state of being, right? So the thing is, like, the first step, they say, is concentration, which is called dharana, which is this kind of setting the intention, right? So it's like the kind of concentration. So that's the doing part. You're doing something. You're concentrating. You're not doing meditation. It happens. You see what I'm saying? Meditation happens as a byproduct. Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot of people, they're like, oh, yeah, I'll meditate about it. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like this different mindset. And then it's like, you know, you have this becoming process of the in-between of meditation and then samadhi, this kind of enlightened experience is you being. So you're going from doing to becoming to being. So meditation mm -hmm. is like the in-between, the becoming part. And what they said as well is like your mind constantly fluctuates between past and future, which is like your memories and your desires. Memories, desires, memories, desires, memories, desires. So you want to come back to the present moment which is controlling the magnet of the pendulum swing, right? And so like for a yogi, the past is just a library and the future is just like, you know, they plan for the future, but they're not attached to the future. So that sense of presence that you need is really important. Yo, that's, um, that's really cool actually. Um, I really like the part about about our, our mind fluctuating between our our memories and our desires. That is yeah. that's quite that's quite cool. Um and I've actually said at one point I made the discovery that um if you hold a fear in your mind long enough it becomes a desire. Um, mm. as strange as that sounds. Um but yeah, even in, in this book that I wrote that you can get on my website. I said, turn on your listening ears. Like, try to turn them on. It, they're already there. 
they're just they naturally do it or, or why don't why don't I try to look why don't I try to to you can focus on things but you know open up your eyes you don't need to try to look you don't need to flex your eyes like you know what <laughs> I mean you don't need to like beep boop boop, boop like yeah. like turn on a, a specific button like they're just on no matter what yeah indeed and it's almost like this kind of you know our concentration is like a, almost like a, a water droplet it's sort of like it comes and it goes at time right it's like drip 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 so what we want to do when we get into a flow state like for instance, you want to basically maintain a feedback loop, like from going point A to point B, right? So you want to be like hunting from the pot, but it's like an endless stream of honey from the pot. So you, you want to keep going, basically. You don't want to be that drip of the faucet. You want to be like, keep on dripping, like keep on, you know, uh, Keep on dripping. Keep on dripping. Yeah. <laughs> record a song like that. Keep on dripping. I actually got this new affirmation that I've been saying to myself. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, I am in a perpetual state of love. You know what I mean? Like, you just, like, fuck, bro. If you're in love state, man, like, that's a high-ass fucking vibration, dude. You do everything. Yeah. You can do anything when you're in love, right? Yeah. So, uh, there's a there's an important thing to know is like, love is different from being in love or like falling in love, right? So when we say love, we mean like oneness, right? It's like you combining with whatever you're doing that that sense of love. But falling in love is like it's an exclusive type of. You know what I mean? It's like, um, it's an experience by itself. So, um, yeah, the, the vibration of love is like you going towards that thing and like connecting with it. Whereas I, I feel like falling in love is kind of like that connection too, but there's something different about that experience. Wouldn't you say so? Mm. Yeah, I guess you could say it's like it. I honestly, I see them both as oneness. But you mm. could be living in a you could be living up in a perpetual state of love, and feel mm. like a deep connection to everyone around you. Yeah, but those people not be connected to you. Yeah, right. Like I could see a homeless man from across the street and be like, I'm connected to that homeless. <laughs> That's my, I fucking love that guy. Like, look at him. He's fucking a part of my reality and shit. But him, him not know anything about me, right? And not, yeah. him not be connected to me, you know? Yeah, and I way. think that's so, it's so interesting how the Greeks have more than one word for love. Yeah. The Greeks have, like, you know, a word for platonic love, a word for puppy love, a word for this love, a word for that. And I think that's really powerful because it's like, it's still love. But it's, it's like unity amongst separation, you know? Mm. There's a similarity to love, but it's different. My love to, let's say, uh, an ice cream that I'm licking is different to the love that I have for my brother-in-law, let's say. 
right? You know what I mean? So it's like a, it's still the kind of, it's on the same spectrum, but it's a different way of experiencing that consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo, by the way, we're reaching uh, 46 minutes. So I think it's a good time to conclude. I think we've, we've mentioned so many amazing things and yeah. everyone who listens to this, like you're on a whole new level right now. You are a father to your own self at this point. Um, you gave birth to yourself. Uh, you ejaculated all over your chest, and um, you were reborn that way. <laughs> that is home. <laughs> um, I just want to say um, my book is fucking transforming people, like, left and right. Like, their understanding of who they are which that's the most important thing like on the back it says to love yourself you must express yourself to express yourself you must accept yourself to accept yourself you must know yourself knowing yourself is the most important thing most yeah. important thing so i do recommend this book called command respect and it's like they can get on your website too right like ivanalejandro.com yeah ivanalejandro.com awesome they didn't have ivanacosta.com so i had to go with with the longer right. version <laughs> okay right on yeah guys if you want to connect with me you know what to do um verbal vinyasa on udemy check it out peace and love keep being fatherlike See you guys later. Everybody, peace out. Peace out. If you would like to contact Sumed for peak performance coaching, go to at Flowzone Academy on Instagram. That's F-L-O-Z-O-N-E Academy. If you would like to connect to your higher self, contact Ivan at odd.resilience. That's O-D-D dot resilience. Also, make sure you follow the Better Man podcast on Instagram. See you next time.